128 community. It is really good to be here. My name is Mike, if we haven't had the chance to meet yet. And like Casey mentioned, I would love to connect with you after this gathering at our New Life Different banner. Uh, If you don't know, Colleen and I love Chicago-style deep dish pizza, specifically Lou Malnati's. And if you've not had it before, just let me know, because I'd love to be able to treat you to that. But if you're new or, or maybe you haven't connected yet, uh, stop by there, because that's an easy way for me to get you a pizza. Now, uh, this morning, we're, we're kind of in this Advent series. Advent is the season leading up, for, leading up to Christmas. It's the season of preparation, of anticipation. We started off last week while we weren't here in this space with, with just talking about hope, being filled with hope. And there were four kinds of hope we talked about. If you didn't catch that message, I'd encourage you to go on our website, check that out and get caught up on hope and the four types of hope that maybe you could experience this Advent season. Now today, it's no surprise that, uh, that there's just been all kinds of things over the last couple of days that are directly related to a message about peace. In my own life, I felt like this weird stress since about like midnight last night. Now, here's the thing. Yesterday morning, we had a great morning at home. Uh, Colleen and I, we actually worked on a puzzle for about four hours. Now, anybody love puzzles out there? Any puzzle lovers? I see a couple of you. I'm not a puzzle fan, uh, and I didn't know that Colleen was a puzzle fan, but she brought home a puzzle from a friend at school, and it was 500, well, It was 500 at one point, but it was actually 495 pieces. And we worked on this thing from about 8 a.m., 8.30, after our cinnamon rolls and our coffee were gone, until the kids started saying, like, hey, what's for lunch at noon or so? And we finished this puzzle, and we felt so accomplished. And it was really peaceful in the house yesterday morning. Um, It was really peaceful as we worked on the puzzle. Colleen and I were talking and working together, and we don't do stuff like that very often. So it was a different experience for us, and it was restful. When I think of peace, I think of, of rest. Yesterday morning was a restful morning for us. And then the kids around noon, they started saying, hey, we're getting hungry. And of course, you know, when kids start to get hungry or maybe even adults, thank you. Thank you, Matt. I'm just going to set that right there. Uh, When kids start to get hungry, maybe even adults start to get a little bit hungry. We get um, maybe, uh, you know, like hangry. You know, and maybe it's not even hangry, but it's more of like the, just the emotions are like right there about to be fully experienced, if you know what I mean. And so like Colleen and I finished this puzzle and it's so peaceful and restful. And then we turn around from our dining room table to look at our living room and it appears that a bomb has gone off in the living room. Like every toy that our kids have, every blanket in the house, every pillow from the couch, every like little like footrest pillow thing. I don't even know what they call it, like their little couch that they have. Like it was all just piled, piled. Like there was no carpet anymore in the living room. And, and it went from this peaceful, restful 
morning to, uh, oh crap, like what happened here? And they're fighting about some toy that they can't share. And I'm just thinking like, boy, we really missed the getting lunch ready thing by about 15 or 20 minutes. Anybody ever experienced that? Like life feels peaceful until it's not. You have these moments of peace, these moments of rest, these moments of, I can exhale. Until you turn around and the reality of everything, that bomb in the living room, those relationships, the reality of all that stuff hits you. And immediately... That peace, that that moment of rest is gone. And you sit there wondering, can I get that back? Can I live in that moment of peace just a little bit longer? Can I live in that space of rest for one more minute? Maybe for you, it's, it's your relationship. It's good until it's not. Your marriage is good until it's not, you turn around and you, you hit that, that reality and you feel like, man, this is not peaceful. This is not restful. Maybe it's parenting. Maybe you have more moments like that where you turn around and it's just a, what the heck is going on here? Maybe it's your bank account. Maybe there's money in the bank until the bills are due. And then the reality of that world of anxiety crashes in as you wonder, how are we going to get by for the next week? How are we going to get the groceries that we need? How are we going to pay rent or that mortgage payment? The reality is your money, your bank account, it might feel at peace and settled until it's not. Maybe it's school. Maybe it's work. Maybe it's, maybe it's your car. Maybe it's the, the neighbor next door, that relationship you have with them. It, it's peaceful for a moment until your dog and their dog get into it, and then tensions rise, and that moment of rest and peace is disturbed, and it's gone. And maybe today, maybe today, you're asking the question that I've asked this last week. Is peace even possible? Like, is extended peace possible? Is that something I can experience for more than just a moment or a couple of moments? Is peace possible? Can I live free of anxiety? Can I live free of worry? Can I live free of fear? Can I live tension-free? Is peace possible? Maybe you're asking this question like, can I live a problem-free life? I think we all want that, right? Like, if I were to go around and ask everybody here, like, what do you want in life? I think most of us would would say to some degree or another, like, I really would love a problem-free life. Doesn't that sound incredible, like a problem-free life? Could you imagine what that might look like or feel like? 
I can't. But it sounds amazing. It sounds incredible. Maybe you today are saying, like, is peace possible? Can I live a problem-free life? And the reality is, peace is not found in a problem-free life. The peace that you're looking for, that restfulness, that wholeness, it's not found in a problem-free life. It's not where peace is found. Peace is found in the presence of Jesus. Peace is not found in the problem-free life. Peace is found in the presence of Jesus. When you find peace, it doesn't mean that you're going to have a problem-free life. It means that in the midst of those problems, you know how to find Jesus. Let me say that again. When you find peace, you're not going to find a problem-free life. But you're going to know how to find Jesus in the midst of of your problems. You're going you're gonna to know how to find Jesus when your relationships are, are struggling. You're going to know how to find Jesus when that bank account struggle becomes so real, when your parenting issues or your kids' issues or your school issues or your work issues kind of come to a head. Those problems in life, they'll exist but you'll be able to find peace in the presence of Jesus. Now, let's let's look at Mary as she prepares and starts to find out about this this story, this bigger story that she's a part of. Here in Luke chapter 1, it says uh, in my Bible, the birth of Jesus was foretold beginning in verse 26. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy... Elizabeth was, of course, pregnant with John the Baptist. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, the town of Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. So far, so good. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Now, this next part here. I think speaks to to what some of us maybe experience and feel maybe right now or at other times in life. It says in verse 29, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of a greeting this might be. Now I imagine like the, sometimes we read the scripture and we read things like greatly troubled and we just keep on reading and it's like, we know how this is going to end. But I imagine greatly troubled is more of that, like turning around and there's a whole bomb exploded in the living room. This feeling of like, what the heck is going on? Why is this angel here talking to me? Like, this is overwhelming. I feel anxious all of a sudden. Like, should I be fearful? Am I in trouble? Mary was greatly troubled, and that does not do it justice to what she was feeling, what she was thinking. She wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Now the angel kind of sensed that, and the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Now I don't know about you, but whenever I'm feeling afraid or nervous or worried or anxious, when somebody comes up to me and is like, hey, don't worry, 
that like does not help. Anybody else? Like you, you're like anything but that right now. Like you, you saying don't worry does nothing but cause me to worry a little bit more. You know what I'm talking about. Like you've been there. You've experienced that. You've felt worried. And somebody, maybe a friend, maybe a loved one, maybe somebody you don't even know is like, hey, don't worry about it. And you're like, hey, thanks. That's easy for you to say, but you're not in my shoes right now. Like, I I imagine that's what Mary is thinking. Like, this angel's like, don't be afraid. And she's like, okay, cool, Mr. Angel guy. He says, Mary, you have found favor with God. And I'm sure, like, that line there, that starts to mean something. You found favor with God. Mary, like, like God sees you, God knows you, God cares for you. You don't have to worry. Verse 31, angel says, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. I imagine there's a little bit of like, okay, but wait, What? He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Now, I've never had a son that this was said, like his kingdom will never end. This feels really heavy. This feels really big. Like this feels like a lot of weight. And Mary doesn't say anything here about the amount of weight. She doesn't go into like a hold up, like not for me. Like there's none of that here. Instead, a few verses later, she goes into what we read uh, as Mary's song. You might have heard of it as the Magnificat. She gives thanks. She praises God. I don't always do that. And so what, what can we learn from Mary here? We can learn from Mary just two things, I think, in this moment. There's more we can learn from Mary. But in this moment, when it comes to being put in a high-pressure situation, this, this oh-my-gosh-what-is-happening situation, we can learn from Mary that, that peace is found in the presence of God. Peace is found in God's presence. Mary, I'm sure, had all kinds of things going through her head, but I think what she remembered in that moment was the promises in the Old Testament of who was to come. And she stepped into those promises She trusted those promises and she understood like I am a part of something so much greater. I love in the NLT in Isaiah 26 verse 3, it says, you will keep a perfect peace, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. And I I think that's what Mary was doing. She had her thoughts fixed on God and the promises of who was to come. And she understood like, this is bigger than me, but God is with me. The, the The NIV says it this way, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds 
are steadfast. Those whose minds are focused on God. Mary's mind was focused on the promises of God. And because she knew those promises of God and what God was going to do through Jesus, she experienced peace. She experienced peace in this moment of wow. She experienced God's peace. Now, the thing is, like, peace, it's, it's a matter of our mind. It's a, it's a matter of our mind. It's not a heart issue. It's not a soul issue. It's not a spirit issue. Peace is a mind issue. Our minds are focused on God and we can find peace. Our minds are focused on our social media feeds, our problems. They're focused on CNN or Fox News or some other political outlet that you might take in, and all of a sudden we start to feel anxious, fearful, stressed. But when we keep our minds focused on the promises of God, We can experience peace. In Hebrew, perfect peace that that Isaiah had shared in verse uh, 3 of chapter 26. Perfect peace in Hebrew is said shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. Shalom is this wholeness. It's, It's this completeness. It's a restfulness, a fullness of peace. And perfect peace is shalom, shalom. And it's two times shalom and then shalom. Two times because of how significant this kind of peace is. The peace that we can experience in Jesus, the peace that we experience in God's presence, it's not just one shalom. It's two shaloms. It's a wholeness, a completeness, this fullness of peace. There's an intensity that's communicated when we hear perfect peace, shalom, shalom. It's more than just a moment of peace. It's a peace that extends beyond. And so this morning, I just want to ask you this question. What's your mind fixed on? What's your mind fixed on today? Do you find yourself wrapped up in the problems of the world that seem to be highlighted as you scroll social media? Is your mind fixed on solving the issues in your house? Is your mind focused on work, just overwhelmed by your long list of to-dos? Is your mind stressed as you think about all the people you have to get presents for and that just adds this weird burden of like, I want to celebrate Christmas with them, but I'm stressed by having to do this other thing and I don't know what to do and it's this weird pattern. What's your mind focused on today? My mind this morning 
was focused on this message. I left here and I, I went home and I showered after getting some stuff set up and, and I was starting to feel myself a little bit nervous talking about peace and, and wanting to experience peace in my own life. And, and as I'm driving back, I'm coming on Putes here. And if you, if you know Putes, like there's the train tracks there. I'm about to the train tracks and the dang crossing thing comes down. You ever had that moment where you're like, I've got to be somewhere. And of course, a train is going to pick to come through right now. That was me this morning. Like I was anxious about getting back here, getting set, settling my soul, being in God's presence. And then the train decided to come. And it wasn't just a quick train. It never is. And as I sat there, like feeling myself start to get anxious, stressed, maybe a little bit sweaty even, I thought about this message and I opened up my Bible and I again, I read these, these words and I was reminded of Mary. I was reminded that I need to be in God's presence if I want to find peace. Getting here early wasn't going to give me peace. Seeing everything set up perfectly wasn't going to give me peace. Uh, getting up here and the, the message going perfectly wasn't going to bring me lasting peace. No, being in God's presence is what's going to bring me lasting peace. And being in God's presence is what's going to bring you lasting peace. This morning... This morning, if you are looking for that deep peace, that, that wholeness, that restfulness, that completeness of peace, that fullness of peace, I invite you to step out of that stressful moment and to step into God's presence. To say, God, I want to be with you first because I know when I'm with you first, it's going to be okay. And this isn't a promise that there won't be problems, but this is a promise that you will experience peace when you step into God's presence. I think there's, there's two ways that I would encourage you to step into God's presence today. The first Start reading some of this Christmas story. Just a verse or two. As you start to experience what God has to say in this Bible, in this book, in this book of promises and truth, you're going to know who Jesus is. You're going to be able to step into that presence more fully than you have before. And the second thing is, you got to find some people that are going to encourage you. If you don't have people that are encouraging you to step in to these places of peace, these, the presence of God, you're going to be struggling on your own. We all need people alongside us that are going to help us step into God's presence. If you don't have a life group, I'd love to help you find a life group. If you don't have a friend, I'd love to help make a friend connection. I'd love for you to leave here today knowing like there is somebody 
on my side, somebody in my corner that's going to help me and encourage me and remind me to be in God's presence. Because in God's presence, that's where I'm going to find peace. And if I want peace, I'm going to commit today to being in God's presence to the best of my ability. So let's do that. Let's do that today. As a church, let's commit to to stepping into God's presence, to saying, yes, I'm going to be in the word. Yes, I'm going to find a friend because I want to experience the shalom, shalom. Let me pray for you now. God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that that he's the prince of peace. He's this mighty God. He's everlasting. And he knows, he knows our troubles. He knows our struggles, our problems. And he invites us to step into his presence where we can experience peace. God, would you grant us that peace today? God, would you allow us to experience the shalom, shalom, that perfect peace, the wholeness, the restfulness, that completeness. God, help us to set our minds on you. We pray this in your name. Amen. Hey, let's stand and and close out with one last song.